Entrepreneur on Fire 818. I'd spend 30 bucks on a glass of champagne and some poutine. (laughs) If you're prepared to ignite, then EO Fire is your fuel. And thefirepath.com is your launch pad. Prepare to ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ready to add a professional ring to your business? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your 30-day free trial. In Fire Nation, you'll get $5 off your bill every month, but this offer ends January 31st. That's evoice.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Denise Duffield-Thomas. Denise, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, especially with someone who's got three names like me. <laughs> Johnny Dubas. Yeah. Denise is otherwise known as the Lucky Bee. She's a money mindset mentor for the new wave of online entrepreneurs. Her best selling books give a fresh and funny roadmap to releasing money blocks and creating a first class life. Denise, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expound upon yeah. the biz. So I live in Newcastle, Australia, and I specialize in helping entrepreneurs deal with their money blocks. Now, some people might be listening going, what are money blocks? (laughs) It's basically when when entrepreneurs sabotage themselves around their income. Um, In the personal development industry, we're told, you know, be positive all the time. But honestly, a lot of entrepreneurs get sabotaged around their income, and it's totally okay to acknowledge the fact that you've got money blocks. A lot of people have them and you can still be successful in business just dealing with your money blocks. And Denise, let's be honest, the only people that don't have money blocks are those that found a way to release them because we're, we're basically born with money blocks. It's like this psychology that we all have and it's just a reality that we need to address. We need to educate ourselves on and there's people like Denise, thankfully, in the world that do just that. And Denise, we're going to do a deep dive, girl, into your journey as an entrepreneur because it's quite a yeah. fascinating one. But before we get into all that, let's start with a success quote and why you chose it. Yeah. I'm not sure who this is from. I think it's just a a saying, but it's the day you do it is your lucky day. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're waiting for the stars to align. We're waiting for somebody else to give us permission. We're waiting for, you know, this big thing to come out of the sky and say, this is when you should do it. (laughs) And honestly, you create your luck every single day. So the day you actually do it, that's your lucky day. I love that. Fire Nation, you align your own stars. What are you waiting for? Take that action. Awesome stuff, Denise. And now let's really do a deep dive into your journey. We're going to talk about a success. We're going to talk about an aha moment, but I want to get down and dirty right now about a failure, about a setback, Mm. about an obstacle. But Denise, I really want you to tell the story like we were there first person. So take us to that moment. Tell us that story of when you failed. Sure. So it's kind of a bit of a, a funny one. And it's it's about five years ago when I was getting really obsessed with um, the four-hour work week and Tim Ferriss' book. And I really wanted to go traveling. But most of all, I wanted to find, um, I wanted to find my business. I wanted to find the thing that was going to take me forward. And I was living in London at the time and I set a goal to go traveling. And um, 
someone told me about this competition and it was a competition for a couple to go blogging around the world for six months, all expenses paid, blogging about honeymoons. And at the time I was a pretty fledgling blogger and I thought this is a really cool opportunity. And I mean, the success story around it is that, you know, we applied for the competition. We, we threw everything at it. I wrote a book about how we won it. Um, but in the final question with with the judges they said what's going to make you different and we said we've come up with an idea we'll get married every single place that we go and we'll try and break a guinness world record and it's one of those things they were like that's a great idea and but honestly it's a great idea right until we found out that the the current record was 80 weddings (laughs) and it was just like we're gonna do this right so we went on this trip and it was you know worth about half a million dollars it was an incredible trip and it me a lot about blogging, making videos, all that, all those skills that I use now. But honestly, this whole thing about getting married was the worst idea ever. And, you know, anyone who has gotten married, you know that the wedding is a really cool thing, but doing it again and again and again, we got to the end of the trip and it was, we were up to 87 weddings and we're like, this is it. We've, we've broken the record. This is so cool. Only to find out that the current couple were up to 99 weddings. And we had this decision to make, right? It was, you know, when you you talk about quests and you look at Chris Gillibo and his book around doing quests, it was like this is a we've come this far, and you know we've we've had weddings, we did weddings underground, we did weddings in with a tribe in Kenya, we did them all over the place in lighthouses, in spas, we did them everywhere. It's like, do we give up now? And, you know, the trip had ended, the the money was cut off, the four, the five-star hotels had been cut off, we were making our own beds, <laughs> which sounds like, uh, yeah, deal with it. But, you know, it was a really big decision to stop doing the weddings because we were going to have to continue on doing that on our own buck, you know, doing it, doing it ourselves. And a lot of people at the time were like, go for this Guinness World Record, this is really cool. But the thing is, we could have got to 99 and then the couple are up to, you know, 120, 130, this could have gone on forever. And I think the bigger har around it is I didn't want to be known for weddings. I didn't want to talk about weddings the rest of my life. I didn't want to get married again because I was going to kill my husband if we had to do it even <laughs> one more time. You may now um, kiss the bride. You're like waking yeah. up in a cold sweat. You're like, no. Oh, it was the worst. And I mean, imagine I had a wedding dress that I kind of wore every time. Can you imagine the state of that wedding dress? Oh, it must have been in tatters. It was. It was disgusting. And the thing was, I really wanted to be known for business. I wanted to start talking about business and money. And it was a really big blow to my ego to go, God, we've come this far and we're not going to break the record. But you know what? You have to stay in your zone of genius. So it was a huge, it did feel like a big failure at the time, but it has led to some much, much better things. So Denise, there's so many things I love about your journey and the conclusions that you've drawn. I mean, number one is all we have is time, Fire Nation. I mean, you know, we have these great ideas and we go after them and that's what Denise and her husband did. And guess what? They accomplished it on a lot of levels. I mean, they broke that 82 mark that was there. Yes, that got pushed up to 99, but they were at 87 themselves. They accomplished something amazing. Now, like, are they just going to like be stubborn and keep going after this when all they have is time and their passion now was gone for it? In fact, it was the opposite of passion. It was more like frustration at this point. And Denise had other things she wanted to do, other fires burning within, other gifts that she could give to this world. And 
honestly, Denise, I look at it as you are, were obligated to stop that passionless quest that you are on and obligated to start your new quest that you're currently on, which is something that brings you inspiration and passion and then the same to others. So congratulations for that. And I'm really glad you brought up that word zone of genius is something that I love. You know, it's a, a great book by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. He talks so eloquently about the zone of genius and just knowing where your passions and your skills overlap. And you found that, Denise. And what I want you to do now is break down for Fire Nation. What's the one takeaway that you want us to really absorb from that just overall story that you went through? Well, the interesting thing is when that ended, you know, that whole trip of living in this first-class life, you know, I was sleeping on my mom's couch and my bigger horror around it was, you know, it's okay to, to make money. You know, it's a lot of us entrepreneurs, we're sometimes trying to get things for free or we're trying to, you know, in the law of attraction world, you're trying to manifest things. And the big thing was I can't make money doing something that I'm not passionate about, you know, and it's okay to make money. So that was my, that was my biggest aha around that, especially when I was sleeping on my mom's couch after that, <laughs> after that whole experience. And I was just thinking, no, I have, you have to do what you're passionate about because money does follow passion and clarity. And now in my own business, you know, I've really been able to tame that shiny object syndrome. You know, it's like I would never go do something like that now. Oh, why don't I get married, you know, 87, 100 times? It's like, <laughs> hang on, is that, is that my zone of genius, as you said? And it's okay to say no to things. As entrepreneurs, we're always going to have crazy, wacky, amazing ideas. It's okay to let somebody else do them. Yes. And you're going to get to the point where I've actually recently got to, and it's with Derek Sivers. He says this great quote, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And that's when you really get to that point, you realize that, you know what, I can only do things that just are awesome opportunities for me specifically. Otherwise, I just can't spend the bandwidth on it. And Denise, what I want you to do now is is do a shift. You know, we want to still be telling a story. Like I felt I was there with you with that tribe in Kenya with your tattered wedding dress. <laughs> like you do a great job. So keep that going. But this time, tell us an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that went on at some point in your journey. And, you know, tell us one of those stories, but really take us to that moment in that story. Yeah. So, you know, decluttering that need to um, to get the Guinness World Record, like it literally was like, a, we're putting this down, we're burning the paperwork, not literally. <laughs> but it was sometimes you have to be have that symbolic line in the sand. And go, nope, this is not happening. So, um, you know, I, I ran my first event and it was based on the things I wanted to talk about business and setting goals and living a first class life. And, you know, I made a couple of hundred bucks out of it, John, like it wasn't incredible, but I went to the fanciest restaurant in town because I already had makeup on and, and good hair, which, you know, as women, it's really important. Ooh, yeah. You got to utilize that, right? You got to <laughs> leverage that time. And I went to the fanciest restaurant in town and honestly, I looked at the menu and I went, what can I afford? And I could afford um, a glass of champagne and like a What's that Canadian dish, poutine or something? Yeah, it's like um, French fries and gravy or potatoes. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I could afford it. (laughs) (laughs) And I sat there and I put a line in the sand and it's these symbolic moments sometimes. And I went, universe or, you know, God or, you know, God of entrepreneurship. Whoever is listening. (laughs) Whoever's listening. 
this is what I want. I want more of this. And I really anchored in that feeling of, you know what? I made money today doing something that I absolutely love and helping people. And this is what I want more of. And I toasted myself with, you know, this glass of champagne and this weird thing that turned up that I had no (laughs) idea what it was, was covered in gravy. And I think it's really important. It doesn't matter if in your first month you made you know, I think I made 225 bucks, right? Yeah. And I spent 30 of it on champagne and poutine. <laughs> um, but you have to anchor in those moments and celebrate because that will lead to even more. And it has led to more for me. But that feeling of earning that 225 bucks from, you know, passion money felt better, honestly, than winning a competition where I went traveling for free for six months. See, I love that, calling it passion money because it's so true, Fire Nation. I mean, I went nine months from idea to actually the first dollar that rolled in to my door with an entrepreneur on fire after all the expenses were paid. It took me nine months to get there, six months post-launch. So, you know, it's not always going to come right away. Passion money just doesn't start flowing in. Otherwise, we'd all be doing what we're passionate about in this world and we'd all be making a lot of money. But no, it takes a lot of work. It takes perseverance, which is a very underutilized word for entrepreneurs. And it takes dedication. And so, That's really what I'm taking away from this, Denise, but I want you to break it down in one sentence for Fire Nation. What's the one takeaway from your aha moment that we can have? It's a mantra that I use all the time and it's, I serve, I deserve. And it's really important because sometimes when you talk about money blocks, sometimes people get blocked at the start of their journey because they think, this is what I've wanted to do my whole life, but it feels so good. It feels almost too good to make money from. I feel almost a little bit guilty and it's okay to serve and be very, very clear on the fact that you are helping people and it's okay to receive in return. And, you know, that has really helped me in my journey right at the beginning. But now when I have, you know, a much more successful business, it's a stop and go, I serve, I deserve. I serve, I deserve Fire Nation. Say that. These are affirmations that are so important. And, you know, whatever those affirmations may be, Fire Nation, those are what you need to be saying to yourself every single day. And Denise, that aha moment you had was also an incredibly proud moment. I mean, let's be honest. You made money doing something that you enjoy, something that you love, bringing your inspiration, your passion to the world. But my question right now is going to be more specific. What is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Take us to that moment in time. And this was a really hard one for me to think about, John, because honestly, beating that was pretty difficult. Even though I've made a lot more money since then, that felt like, oh my God, I think I can do this. But you know what? Um, Earlier this year, I had a baby, which you know a lot of your listeners have got kids. Thank you. But um, the funny thing was I was supposed to have um, an interview, a podcast interview with Marie Folio. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was really cool. And Laura Roder, we were doing a joint promotion. And um, I went into labor <laughs> the night before. And I, I would still through. be trying to be on that phone, by the way. I, LKR and Marie Folio, I'd be like, give I me know. the phone. I sent a message to Laura and said, I've just gone into labor, but don't worry, I'm going to be on that call. And it was so funny because, you know. Who she, by the way, is now going to be having a baby. Exactly. Almost a year, like 11 months to the day where I had. So cool. I'm actually talking to her in in two hours. So I'll I'll tell her that you just told this story. This is amazing. And throughout the whole labor, I kept on saying to the midwives, I said, I've got a very important business meeting at 7 a.m. And I think they just thought I was absolutely delirious bonkers 
And, you know, I had, I had the baby at 6.30 and I so wanted to be on that call because, but my husband had unknown to me had emailed her and, and said, whatever Denise says, she's not going to yeah, be on that cancel call. that meeting. Just ignore this crazy woman. But I think what I was really proud about was how well I'd prepared my business for going on maternity leave. And in that moment of, um, of having a baby, I really had to become the CEO of my business you know, I couldn't do my newsletter anymore myself. I couldn't do all the little bits and pieces that I was holding on to and being the bottleneck in my business. So the proudest thing, and you do not have to have a baby to to become the CEO of your business, but, you know, you just have to have that moment where you go, you know what, I am the CEO. And from that moment, I actually changed my email address to CEO, at, oh. like, you know, my email address. And it was a symbolic moment and I felt incredibly proud of myself, even though I missed the call and I'm still a bit annoyed about it, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I became a CEO this year and that is definitely my proudest moment in my business so far. I love how you shared that phrase. I stopped being the bottleneck of my business because the reality is, Denise, so many entrepreneurs think that they're the only reason why the business is even running and they don't realize it's the exact opposite. You're actually being the bottleneck because you're not letting your employees or the rest of your business thrive because you are literally choking them out like you are suffocating them. So stop being the bottleneck fire nation if in fact you are. And Denise, let's talk about today. Let's talk about right now. What is the one thing that has you more fired up than anything else at this moment? I am super passionate about um, helping even more entrepreneurs in 2015 release their money blocks because I honestly, um, I see the entrepreneurs, we, we change the planet. We absolutely create positive change in our families, in our communities. Um, you know, in countries, there has never, ever been a better time to be an entrepreneur. And I am really excited to be part of that because I know that when I help more people make more money, we change the planet. Fire Nation is listening. They're saying, well, what if I have a money block? I mean, what is the first step that I can take? Um, I recommend people look at their past, you know, write down every money memory you have from your whole life, anything your parents have said about money, um, memories from school, anything, and then look for patterns, look for patterns and then look, look at maybe beliefs that underpin those patterns and what you've made that mean as an adult today from, from those experiences. It really does take a little bit of self-awareness, but totally. usually you can find those patterns. And I always recommend um, talking to somebody about them, like not, you know, going to a professional, you can come read my book, but it's more, you know, have a mastermind of people that you can talk to around that. And it's not necessarily a partner. It's not your mom or, you know, or your, your uncle Bob, who's in business. You, you need to find a really like-minded group of people, a mastermind or a coach, someone that you can talk to about it and say, you know what, these patterns have come up. And honestly, sometimes even just acknowledge them is enough. It's enough to clear about 80% of it. Very cool. And Denise, your book, Lucky Bee, the bee being the B word, Fire Nation. So use your yeah. imagination. You know what we're talking <laughs> about here. It's the full word, Lucky Bee. So what I want to do now, Denise, is enter the lightning round. But before we even dive into that, we have to take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
There's a lot to be said of the internet and its ability to help us connect. You can build anything from relationships to entire businesses with the click of a button. But there are times when online communication can't beat hearing someone's voice over the phone. The personal connection, the trust, the peace of mind that comes with it is irreplaceable. That's why I use eVoice for my business. By helping me expertly manage all of my business calls, eVoice provides me with a better way to connect with clients and business partners. With a toll-free number, professional voice screening, and dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So no matter where I am, I always have the ability to connect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire now to start your 30-day free trial. In Fire Nation, right now, eVoice is offering you $5 off your bill every month, but this offer ends January 31st. Stay connected with eVoice. Go to evoice.com slash fire. That's evoice.com slash fire. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Denise, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah, do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of being visible, fear of getting it wrong, and I think fear of being successful and having too much money and having people ask me for money. And as soon as I dealt with that, easy, the money started flowing. I love that you shared that. I mean, there is a fear of success and a lot of people don't understand that, but we have this subconscious fear that, well, is money going to change me? Is like, what I, what am I going to do? Like, is, are people, you know, going to start asking me for money? I mean, like, what am I going to do? Like, it freaks people out. That's why there's a great book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind with T. Harv Eker that really dives into this. And I know your book too, Denise, you know, really kind of unblocks, you know, these money blocks that we have that's so important. And Denise, what is the best advice you've ever received? This is from Ali Brown. And she said, everyone is afraid. And that blew my mind because I was thinking, no, surely at some point (laughs) you're like, oh, well, I've reached six figures. I'm not scared anymore. Oh, I've reached a million. I'm not scared anymore. And she just said, everyone's afraid. And as soon as I got that, it freed me up so much because I just thought, well, fear is just normal then. It's just the business of being in business. And that's okay. Fear is the business of being in business. Denise, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I love emotional freedom technique. It's a tapping modality if people haven't heard of it. And I think more than just the tapping, it's the mantra that comes with the tapping, which is I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And that has helped me through, you know, failures and stresses and fear. It instantly calms me down. And I hugely, hugely recommend EFT for for everyone else as well. Denise, do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? 
I really love old school stuff. I actually, um, I love just using the notes on my phone. I don't even use Evernote. I'm not, I'm not even that, that um, <laughs> savvy yet. Neither do I, I. I use that, just that note function on my, on my phone all of the time just to jot down ideas and then I email it to myself every, every now and again and then I actually take action on it. Actually take action, Fire Nation. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could recommend one book for our listeners, Denise, to go right next to Lucky Bee on the shelves, what would it be and why? Well, this is a book um, where I started to learn about luck. It's called The Luck Factor by Richard Wiseman. And it really breaks down like a scientific study on this phenomenon of of luck and I guess what we would call the law of attraction. So it's very, very interesting. It gives you some good principles, scientifically based principles on how to increase your luck. The Luck Factor. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I have teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Denise, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter, taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? <laughs> I'd spend 30 bucks on a glass of champagne and some poutine. <laughs> and <laughs> and toast myself and go, you know what, girlfriend? You can start it all again and you've got everything you need. And the day you do it is your lucky day. Oh, I love that. And Fire Nation, it's so right there. You know, it's just right there. Just take it, toast yourself. And Denise, let's end today on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. So my last guidance it's your time and you're ready for the next step. It's a mantra that has absolutely served me and thousands of other women who use it or, and men. It will, it will shift something in the next 24 hours if you do that. It's my time. I'm ready for the next step. And then for everyone who wants to connect with me, I'm at, um, well, Lucky B, the, the actual B word. But if you just Google Denise and Lucky, you will totally find me and I love to connect. Awesome. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Denise, the Lucky Bee, and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Denise in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with all this contact information, all the resources we've been talking about. And Denise, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Also, if you're an entrepreneur who's prepared to ignite, visit thefirepath.com where your passion and our guidance unite. See you there.